Can you see me okay? Yep. I had to uh, change locations uh, today. I'm in a different room than my office. I got got a dude down there tearing a bathroom apart. It's super loud. So, oh, the worst, the worst. (laughs) We just redid our house last year and we had to move out. Like our house flooded and we had to move out. And it was like a thing. And so my prayers are with you with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're getting pain in the ass bunch of bathrooms done so uh but uh well let's well first of all um i guess just introduce yourself so i'm bethany covington and i live in los angeles and i own a sports bar in culver city called the garage on motor ave um we've been open since january 2013 ish so we just hit the nine-year mark um we shockingly made it through COVID <laughs> somehow. Uh, we're still dealing with that because we live in California. So it's a never ending battle with the health department and the county and the city. And just it, when you think it's about to go away, like a new rule pops up or, or you can't do this or you can do this, but you can't do that. And none of it makes sense. None of it, um, it's just, it's crazy. Like the rules that they have are like, okay, well, your patio is considered outdoor dining, but now it's not anymore because it has two walls instead of one. Uh I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Like all year it was. And then last spring they were like, oh no, if you didn't have these two walls right here, then it could be considered outdoor dining. So now we have to include those seats as your indoor dining. Like it's just, it's been a nightmare. The last two years have really taught me that the people that run this city have no idea what's going on at all because it's just hard. It, it, none of it makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, y'all had some super strict um, restrictions out there just in California in general and especially down in L.A. Um, yeah. So, well, congrats on on getting through it. Um, hopefully we're on the gosh. I, Tail end of it. Up. Hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. <laughs> can't tell me how many times I've, I've said that over the last year. But um, so nine years is quite an accomplishment, especially when you throw yeah. COVID in there as well. So congrats on that. What, Thank what, you. Uh, what was your, how did you get involved in hospitality in the first place? So when I was younger, I grew up on a ranch and basically did, you know, horses, showing cattle, like all the ranchy things, um, nothing like the city of Los Angeles. And then when I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to move to the city. Like I am meant to live in the city. So I'm going to go to college there and then I'll come back home, which is about three hours away from the city. And I, the day I turned 21, actually, I think I lied to get my first bartending job. I think I was 20 and I worked for a whole month before I turned 21, (laughs) but it was like, a dirty dive bar in Santa Monica. Like they weren't checking IDs. Like they were just like, you want to work? Okay, here you go. And 
I just loved it. And so I kept bartending through college. Um, I actually got a degree in forensic accounting. So I was full-time at school. I was working 40 to 45 hours a week um, at night, on the weekends, and just really enjoyed seeing people happy. And when I graduated, I was like, I can't go sit at a desk all day. I'm not going to be a CPA. Like that doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Like I want to be running around. I want to be, you know, 10 people deep at the bar. Like I thrive off of like chaos. Now, when it's slow and whatnot, it's like the panic sets in. I don't have anything to do. Like that doesn't work for me. So after I graduated, I was like, well, I'll study for my CPA exam, keep doing what I'm doing. And the money was just so good. And I was like, I don't like the girls I went to college with, like I'm making triple of what they're making. Granted, they did the right thing by continuing to go because obviously they make more than I do now. But I was like, I just want to be around people and just to meet different walks of life in Los Angeles that I never would have met in my hometown. It's like a one horse town. Everyone knows everybody. Um, Everyone knows everyone's business. Like, so for me, I was like, I'm going to stay and just try to make as much money as I can and save it. So I worked 60 hours a week. I had one day off. and just saved every penny I had and put it in like a purple crown royal bag. And I would, I would put, you know, $200 every shift, like in this bag. Yeah. And then, and that was probably like 13 years ago. And then finally my boyfriend, who's now my husband was like, you can't have like this amount of cash, like laying around at your house. So I was like, I better start, you know, a savings account. And so I just kept Yeah, I just kept adding and adding and adding. And then I was at another place in Santa Monica. And one of my good friends was like, hey, I'm going to open up a bar in Culver City. Like, do you want to partake? And I was like, what? Of course I do. He's like, I can let you borrow the money and you can pay me back. And I was like, no, I have the money. Like, I've been saving for years. Like. I didn't buy clothes. I didn't go shopping. I didn't go to expensive meals. I literally lived to just work. Uh, And so I wrote him a check and that's kind of how it started. And I was really proud of myself because I came from a family with money and I didn't ask for a penny. Yeah. Like these were all tips of, you know, dealing with drunk people or, you know, like kind of the not so great side of it. And I did it on my own and I was 30 at the time. So I thought that that was like a huge accomplishment. And so, you know, we opened and it's, it's a fairly big restaurant. It's almost 6,000 square feet. So it's, you know, it's not that little dive bar that I had come from. Yeah, I didn't know much about food service because I had only worked in 
dive bars that serve liquor. That was it. Grandfather license, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. And so I was in for a rude awakening, you know, having to deal with the kitchen because I was like, I haven't done this before. Like, this is all new to me. Yeah. And it's still like certain things that happen in our kitchen. Like to this day, I'm still like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Where'd that come from? Like, why is this happening? Um, But we kind of just, you know, did our thing. And my partner is amazing. He's amazing at what he does. He can take a piece of shit restaurant and completely demolish it and make it amazing. Like he just, he has that vision yeah, to just turn something into something so good. And so we work great as a team because, you know, he's kind of shy. He doesn't really like to deal with employees. He doesn't like the, you know, front of the house kind of stuff. He's more of like, I'm in the office and like creating things. And so our partnership has worked out great because, I don't mind dealing with the employees and doing like the day-to-day stuff, scheduling, all of that stuff. Um, but he recently moved to Boston oh. <laughs> a couple of years ago. So it's been only me through this whole pandemic. And every day I'm just like, God, I wish he was here. Like he knows so much more than I could ever know. Um, I mean, he's still a phone call away and we talk daily, but It's just uh, that threw me for a loop, especially with the pandemic, because it was like, what are we doing? Do we close? Like, what's happening? Like, how are we going to do this? Um, And he still comes out. He's actually here now. And it's just like, when you need a break, like, let me know. I'll I'll fly out. So it's been it's been a ride, to say the least. So he left before the pandemic hit. What does he, did he go there to open uh, another place or? He's actually from there. Okay. So they kind of just moved home to be closer to family, him and his wife, his wife is from there as well. So um, yeah, he had left like pre pandemic and uh, I had become pregnant and was kind of staying at home. So we had someone else kind of running the restaurant. But then once the pandemic hit, the person that was running, it was like, I'm out, like, not doing this. Like, if you want to come step back in, like, be my guest. And at that point, my daughter was two. So I was like, okay, like, let's see how far I can take this. And somehow we're still open. And it's two years later. I mean, we're not perfect by any means. Um, it's been a struggle. I mean, you can't hire people because no one wanted to work there for a while. So that was like a huge issue. Um, And then just the rules of like, you can do this. And then the next day, no, you can't. And then the next day, wait, no, no, you can (laughs) Well, choose like what's happening. Like, I need to let people know, like, it's just a game of like, well, what are they going to say today when they walk in? Like, are they going to fine us? Did we do something wrong that we didn't even know was a rule? Cause they just made it up last night. And it's not like there's a website you can go to where they're just updating everything constantly. I mean, even the, the people that work for the health department are like, we know it's stupid. Like 
just wanted to let you know, like, this is what it is now. So I told you so that you're aware. I mean, even they are like confused at what's going on. <laughs> well, how do they, uh, I mean, how often are they, how often are they coming by and checking and monitoring this? I mean, Probably it, every two weeks ish. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was weird because our, our last like official, health department um what's it called uh when they, when they come by every three months and they like do the whole 90 yeah. or above or whatever and we hadn't had one of those for a year and a half and it was only covid people coming by to check on covid policies it wasn't like a an average inspection and so finally i was like did you guys stop doing those like yeah that's it's weird and after i said that they finally came by and did another one but like they're going like seven months in between each actual like normal uh inspection but yet the covid police are coming in like oh we got a complaint or and it's like the most random things like oh we got a complaint that your tent had one flap down and it can only have you know, X, Y, and Z. And we're like, wait, what? It's like, it's like, and, or, or we heard that you were open for business and serving people inside when in 2020, we actually closed like half of December and all of January of 2021 because they had, they had taken away even the outdoor dining and it was costing us to do takeout. So like these random people complaining i'm like we weren't even open like nope there couldn't have been anyone in there <laughs> like we were closed and they were like yeah i don't know we just get the call and we have to come out and i'm like okay like god i can show you my cameras they're all black like there's no lights on like we've been closed for the last six weeks it's just like random stuff like that we haven't gotten any fines because i i do try to follow their rules um, but when they came out with the, you must show your vaccination card thing, I was pretty much done at that point. And I'm like, yeah. people are buying, um, off of the internet, like, and when you're vaccinated, you can still spread it. So like, why am I now having to pay someone to stand at my door to card people for this? Mm -mm. Yeah. So hopefully they're not listening to this, but I just told all the employees, like, don't worry about it. If you want to card them, you can, but like, I'm not making it a rule and we haven't had knock on wood, a problem since, because even our customers are like, that's so dumb. Like if, if we all have it, like, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, like you're taking yeah. your mask off to eat regardless. And they're really hardcore on the mask thing. So Last week they came in. Oh, we got a complaint that an employee wasn't wearing a mask. I'm like, okay, sorry about that. And they're like, well, just want to let you know that we're aware, we're watching. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks. I don't. It's amazing. Uh, that, so I'm hearing a lot of this that uh, we got a call or we got a complaint. I'm I'm fascinated by the people that are. Who's who is doing that? I, I, and, and it's funny because um, when we got our first complaint in 
football season 2020, so not this football season, but the season before, we were completely outside. There was no indoor dining. So I spent thousands of dollars on massive tents, like massive tents. And I remember the day it was about 95 degrees and the sun is just beating down on these people. And I think they probably did close the flap halfway so that they wouldn't, you know, die of heat stroke or get sunburned. And sure enough, that Monday, the very next day, walks in health department. Oh, we got a complaint about your tent. Like what? We're outside. Like, what more do you want? We're actually trying to follow your rules. That is nuts, Beth. Well, y'all have had, I mean, I, you've just, I've talked to, you know, owners around the country and it just depending on where you are, yeah. there's been, I mean, you're one extreme you've had, you know, gosh, Florida has been on the, the total other. Um, oh, completely opposite. I, I have to say, I mean, I, I feel for just, I mean, re- running a, a restaurant is, it's hard enough as it is. There's it enough- is. And it's not for the faint of heart either. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the last year or two, just dealing with newer staff because, you know, our OG staff left when COVID hit. It's just night and day. Like they're younger. They don't really have a work ethic. Like some of them really want to work, but then the other ones kind of are like when it's convenient for them type thing. Yeah. So running a restaurant is you're, you're either made for it or you're not like, there's no in between. Like you're either going to be really good at it or it's just not your cup of tea. And so that's been like a challenge because dealing with all of the COVID and like all of the things and then having staff that like, kind of cares but like kind of doesn't depends on the day it depends on if they want to go on a trip or not then they'll want to work like if it doesn't they don't have any plans to go buy something then it's like I'm not available type thing and it's just it's completely different how I grew up like you work and you work hard and you do all these things and I'm slowly finding out that like okay that this next generation is not like that like there's there's nobody on your staff with a a crown royal bag full of uh cash no and if they did it's because they wanted to go on a trip and leave for three weeks and then get mad when I have to hire someone else because they're gone for like a month traveling wherever and they're like well why can't I have my shifts back well I had to fill them. (laughs) Like, did you want me to just like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, so I'm dealing with that on top of the COVID stuff. But then I realized like I'm in this industry for a reason. Like it's been almost 21 years for me and it does bring me so much joy. So that kind of like, I have to check myself sometimes and be like, Bethany, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like you're doing this for a reason. So for instance, my daughter is nonverbal and was diagnosed with apraxia and autism about a year and a half ago. So that's been a struggle. 
and it's hard what is, because what, what does that so nonverbal means that she she doesn't choose but doesn't or she can make sounds so okay. where we've come with the doctor so far is that there's a possibility she had a stroke when I was pregnant. Okay. So the therapy that she receives is kind of like what a stroke patient would receive. They're basically learning to use another part of their brain. Okay. Like they're, you know, going around the accident in their brain, okay. but it's just a very slow process. So that was the first diagnosis. And then she got diagnosed with autism and it's hard. Like I, I do lead a great life. Like I have a great husband. I don't have to worry about our bills being paid because he works so hard. I take care of our daughter full time. I, I run the restaurant. Um, but it's shown me just in the last year and a half, like no matter how much my staff is pissing me off or how many co like COVID restrictions, it's my safe place to go. Like yeah. it's, it's my place to not worry about my daughter and all the therapy that she does every day. And just the problems that come with having a special needs child, like it's yeah. sad and depressing daily because you're watching your child suffer and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You just try to do your best and like make it to bedtime every day. And it's just like a repetitive circle. So for me, I've realized in the last year and a half that although things might not be perfect at the restaurant, like I don't know what I would do without it Sure. because it's my saving grace. Like I can walk in those doors and my mind is completely turned off to my personal life. And I'm in like work mode, get stuff done. Yeah. And it truly has saved me mentally in the last two years, even with all the crazy stuff that's been going on. It is my saving grace because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that place. You, you know, you said something earlier, which is interesting, particularly in light of that context, which you said, like your, your friend's kept going through you know the the normal path or, or did I think you said like they did the right thing or whatever yeah. it was and, and you know maybe you know now you made more than they may make more now but the cool thing what you did is you they probably I'm assuming uh, just are employed somewhere yeah. and have a career yes imagine trying to navigate that with the situation with your daughter where now you are in control of yes. that you are the owner of the business. You can, you know, the, it allows for some flexibility and, you know, it puts you in a very different place than, than maybe, yeah. you know, had you done that. So in a weird way, it may have been like this thing that was meant to happen for you so that you, you, can, yeah. you can get that. And of course you've got the ability, you know, I, I mean, as a, as a, somebody who started on a corporate path and who's now, you know, been involved with two different startups myself and, and, you know, as a business owner, I'm, I'm massively thankful for the opportunity to have, you know, more flexibility and be able to, yeah. you know, navigate that in a different way than maybe like people that, you know, I'm 47 now and I've got friends that are kind of went through that normal career path, but here they are. And they're kind of like, I'm kind of stuck. Like, yeah. I got to do this or there's no options at this point where, you know, so anyway, it's just an interesting thing, but 
I think it's awesome that you did what you did. I think it's a, a what a great uh, inspiration to young folks to to hopefully the ones out there that do have that work ethic to hear. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you hustle and grind and save like you did, because a lot of people don't, they got that cash coming in when they're yeah, young. And it's like, going right back it's, out. It's and... going right back out. But you can start early and save. Yeah. The next thing you know, it, it, it affords you so many options that you yeah. wouldn't have, you know, if you didn't, I mean, you were able to write a check to buy into like that. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. I mean, that, yeah. That's and cool. it was weird because I kind of grew up as a rich kid a little bit. Like I, I wasn't forced to work as a kid, but growing up on a ranch, like you have chores, like you get up at 6am to like go do that. And then you go to school and I, in you know, I really felt like that taught me that like, do your shit. Like, yeah. don't be lazy, get up, do your shit, go to school and then go back and do your shit again. And so when I moved here, I kind of just kept that work ethic of like being on a ranch and it did well for me. And I've had lately in the last few months thinking like, maybe we should just sell, like, maybe it's time to tap out. Like we've had a great nine years. Like we somehow made it through this pandemic. And then I'm like, but I can't for my daughter, because if, I mean, I would love nothing more than just to get a bartending job up the street from my house and like go in twice a week and like make drinks and leave and have no worries. I mean, that would be great because that's why I do what I do. Like I love to come up with cocktails. I love to serve people. Like that's what I love to do. And then I realized like, well, what happens if she has a doctor's appointment or like what happens if her therapy gets moved by an hour? Like I don't have that luxury of like working at another place with that. So it's just, it's, it's, I'm not making a ton of money, obviously because of the pandemic, but what it does for my daughter is why I will try to keep doing this as long as I can, because it's mentally helping me and I'm able to be there for her when needed. Where, what you said, you grew up on a ranch in California or? Yeah. In like the Santa Barbara area. Okay. Gotcha. Like a little bit like central coast of California. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah, not, not like Texas where you're from where it's like hardcore. I mean, there are hardcore cowboys up in that area, but um, yeah, my, my parents and family own like a produce company and were farmers. And I was like in 2000, I was like, I'm out, I'm going to the city. I don't want to wear Wranglers anymore. I want to wear cute outfits. I don't want to clean up (laughs) horse shit every day. Like I'm going to go live the dream. And I've been here for 22 years now. (laughs) I've been here longer than I was at, you know, where I grew up. So. Well, the good news is you're not too, too, you're not too far from, uh, from home. Um, I I lived out there for two years. I lived in Burbank. Um, Okay. Uh, back in 99, 2000. Um, that's the only time I've lived anywhere else. And uh, so um, so I'm, I'm familiar, somewhat familiar with the area, certainly yeah. Santa Barbara area and all that's beautiful. And we did the yeah. drive with PCH and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
So, well, yeah, the, it, it is a really, it is an interesting time with, I don't know where everybody went. I don't know where all these people went that used to work. And now I don't like, like what are they, how are they making money? Cause they, it's just everybody I talk to everywhere in the country is having the hardest time finding people to work um, keeping people working, uh, yeah. the, the, the work ethic is very different these days. So it's an, it, it's, it really is an inflection point. I think for the industry, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, you know, sort of the, the hospitality world in the next 10 years, because there's the demand is not going away. People want to, you know, people want yeah. to go somewhere. They want to go out. They want yep. to just put their cares away and have somebody make them good drinks yep. or make them a good meal. They want people to, take care of them to serve them with a smile. So I feel like if you've got that skill set and you, and you get it, um, you, you're going to, you're going to thrive maybe even more than ever because it's becoming more and more rare to, to get that type of service. So the people that yeah. are able to provide it, it's just such a, it's such a win. I mean, everybody's got to make good food, good drinks and all that kind of stuff. But when you're able to provide a good experience, it's like, man, that is, once you find that you, you just keep going back to the well, you know, as a customer. Yeah. And I feel like our restaurant, especially during sports season is it's the place to be like it's LA can have, you know, a lot of shishi places with dress codes and it's very expensive to eat and, you know, yeah. white tablecloths and like, we couldn't be any more opposite. Like I wear cowboy boots to work every day. Like yeah. it's, you know, we have 30 TV screens in one room, like everything in the area is, you know, old car themed, like old Napa signs, like old gas station signs. Like it's something that LA needed for the people like me that came from where I came from. Like, don't get me wrong. Like every once in a while, I like to get dressed up and go out. But if I have a choice, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere that's just laid back. Yep, like, absolutely. and you can just go and you can have good bar food, not, you know, frozen mozzarella sticks or whatever. Right, like we make right. everything from scratch. Um, nice. Our burgers are great. Like, and it's just a place like where the husband and like if the husband wants to watch sports, like the wife wants to go too, because she wants to get a kale salad with chicken because she's on a diet or, like there's just like a little bit for everybody. And we have kids that come in um, that like to play ping pong and the shuffleboard. And it just, um, it's, uh, I'm ready to get back to that where like we can just live as if this pandemic didn't happen. <laughs> because me too. me too, we got enough stuff going on. We need to get, I, I'm with you hundred percent. I want to, I want to hang out there, man. I, you got ping pong tables here. Well, right now it's in our my storage because I had to put tables out there because of like oh, how the tables have yeah, to be yeah. situated. So, and I'm like hiding the shuffleboard table in like the corner of the patio. But now that football's over as of Sunday, we're going to like kind of redo the patio next week and hopefully get it back to what it was um, because we don't need that much seating anymore. Um, but people are weird here. Like they... I did a bunch of reservations for Super Bowl, and like half of them were like, we want to sit outside. We need to be in the air. Like we can't be outside. And it's like, well, if you're that stressed out, like you you should probably stay home. <laughs> like right, exactly. I you're know. gonna not have a mask on when you're eating and drinking. So like 
I will give you a table outside, but like, I can't promise that like everyone around you is going to put their mask on after every bite or sip of beer. Like, I mean, it, it ended up working out, but I was just like, uh, I don't want to get an email from these people that they were mad because table next to them never wore a mask or it's just like a whole new bag of tricks when you're dealing with that, because you're going to get a Yelp review that, oh, the server's mask was only on her mouth and not over her nose because she's sweating because she's outside and it's like slipping. I mean, the amount of like complaints I've got, I'm just like, maybe you should stay home. Like, I don't like you obviously seem stressed out. <laughs> about yeah, I don't being think in there's public. anywhere that people like that could go. It's almost impossible to find anywhere. I, I really do feel bad for people that, I mean, I have to say, like, I mean, my whole family had COVID, I don't know, two weeks ago. Yeah, you guys just had it, right? All five of us. Ugh. And, uh, but honestly, I was so glad to get it done. I, I yeah. just, I, it's just been this build up and this, yep. just like, gosh, just, and I mean, and I, I'll have to say, I mean, like it, it was not really a big deal for us. I will say, like, I, I do a lot of exercise and all that kind of stuff. I'm definitely just still like two weeks later, I'm like, eh, I have days yeah. I got no energy. So it kind of sucks. But I have to say, I do feel bad for people that, and I know some that, you know, just that amount of anxiety is really unhealthy. I, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, carrying around that kind of anxiety and fear is like, that's done a number on people. I don't know that people really recognize like what that's done, yeah. you know, psychological damage of like living. And in I've even dealt with it, having a special needs kid. I mean, we don't go out like we don't, yeah. because if she even gets a runny nose, there's no more therapy yeah. until we get a negative test. And yeah. that could take days. There's no more special ed preschool like so we've just pretty much sheltered her the last two years and literally the only time I get to leave the house is when I go to the restaurant yeah besides going to the grocery store like yeah. we don't go to the park like we don't do anything and I just traveled for the first time two weeks ago and it was so weird like not having a mask on. And I had like super anxiety the first day because I was just so used of like yeah. wearing it and yeah. not wearing it the first few days on my trip. I was like, Oh my God, like, am I going to get sick? Like, is, am I going to be like the people in the hospital? Is this going to kill me? Like, it just goes like, cause I've had oh. multiple friends in the hospital yeah. that were my age that are healthy people that literally almost died. Ugh. And so Ugh. it scared the shit out of me on my trip. But then yeah. after a few days, you're kind of like, okay, like I'm, I can breathe finally. Like, yeah, I'm digging this. And, um, I just know when your guys' site crashed, which by the way, thank you so much for your videos because I was just refreshing Every five minutes, oh, I was like, what's Will going to say? What's, what's he going to say? Uh, because I was at my parents' ranch when it happened. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm at the ranch. Like, there's not very good service. And then the text messages start coming in like, hey, I can't see schedule fly. Like, uh, where is it? And I'm like, oh, just like, they might be updating the website. Like, it's not a big deal. And then day two came and I was like, oh, my God, it's not working. 
And this was right during the time in LA where we were averaging like 45,000 cases a day. Oh my God. So my staff was dropping like flies. I was losing people daily. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I never realized how much I relied on schedule flight. Like it's my life. Like everything, every reservation is in there, like every shift. And it was right kind of during playoffs with football. So Uh, it wasn't like a standard schedule. And because everyone was getting COVID, I was kind of like moving stuff around. So I now take screenshots of it anytime (laughs) I post one Uh because they were like, well, send us the schedule. And so I'm like sitting at my desk, like with the Excel spreadsheet, like going old school, like we used to. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know who's working on Monday. I don't know who's like, I did this schedule at the beginning of December. Like, and, and everyone switches and then, but then there was some out with COVID and I'm like, okay, this is as good as it's going to get guys. This is, this is what I could remember. And I just remember everyone yelling at me and I'm like, there's nothing I can do. You guys like it's, I'm going to handwrite a schedule, but like, well, we rely on this every day. And I'm like, you rely on it every day. I'm like, my whole life is in there. Like, get over it. And so then everyone was obsessed with watching your videos. And I'd get text messages. We'll just post another video. He just put like, go, go watch his video. It's going to be any day. And I, they, it became a thing where it's like, what's Will going to say today? (laughs) Because then at that point, we had kind of had it figured out. We were well-oiled machine at that point. But the first like three days we were like, oh my God, like, these poor guys like I can't even imagine dealing with that and then you having to pay people to get your shit back and you have no control no that was that was it was scary I I was we we were I mean you could tell I think even my first video my my, oh yeah my, my stepmom called she's like Will you look like you've been taking hoshes like you're literally in like a like a terrorist video i'm like well i pretty much feel like that like the uh yeah it was it was it was rough because you know they basically locked us out of our own business and we're like hey uh we changed the lock and uh if you want to get back in put the money through this the mail slot here and you know oh my god put the money in if they're gonna let us back in and you know yeah the fbi no no well the people we hired to negotiate i mean we we wouldn't we wouldn't negotiate directly with them i just we don't want to yeah. do that so there's companies that that's their whole existence i mean we hired a firm out of berkeley uh Kibu. that's sad uh, they did a that great you job. actually that's, have to even do that yeah that's what they do i mean you pay them and then they negotiate for you and they're like look if you just if you pay them once we agreed an amount if you pay them you're going to get like they're going to let you back in because their whole business model is collect money as quickly as possible move and to move next. on to the next and, and they want to it's the weird thing is that there it's a reputational business so they want the reputation to be that they'll give you what you you need because they want the next company to pay so you know that's their whole thing so they're like look 98 percent chance you pay them you'll get what you want and we're just like yeah. holy cow so we're literally gonna send bitcoin to some random <laughs> crypto wallet and hope wherever it like, is that's it yeah that's that's what you're gonna do so it, it was 
and then of course, meanwhile, we feel horrible because we're like, holy crap, like you and 6,500 restaurants around the country yeah. are waking up going like, wait a minute, where the hell? Like, hey, you know, they're like emailing and calling and texting. Like, can you just send me a copy of my schedule? I'm like, like literally- You can't even get it. Literally don't have anything. Like yeah. our whole business is gone. Yeah, gone. You can't it even see it. Sucked. It sucked. So anyway, you were so kind and there were so many that were so kind. So, um, you know, to just say, look, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're rooting for you or whatever. Cause it, it yeah. I mean, it, we, I got to tell you, that was the only thing that, I, I, that was what got us through. Oh, I mean, 100%. You know, it, I mean, once my staff started watching your videos every day, it kind of became like, oh my God, like, how can we help them? Like, this is so terrible. Like, he's just a guy with a business and he's got totally screwed. And there was no more anger. That first day or two was like, well, fix it. Like telling me to fix it. Like, yeah. Well, I, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I, I can we'll call him. Uh, I highly, I'm pretty sure everyone and their mother is calling him. And then once I, I think you doing those updates, because most companies, they don't care. They're like, whatever, like, we'll be back online when we're online and you're just going to deal with it. You guys approached it as like, walk these steps with us. Like yeah. we want to keep you in the loop of everything. And that I thank you guys for that because most people would not have done that. And getting those messages every day was like, okay, we're almost there. Like everyone's rooting for you. Like, and you were real, like you weren't just putting out some random generic email. And I think that is very special that you guys did that and you know that's another reason why we love you guys because mm -hmm. all hell broke loose and you guys you guys handled it really well I think well I, I appreciate that we had no clue what we were doing I mean I, I just felt like I, I mean we've always looked at this business more of like a like our customers are more like friends than you know it's yeah. not you know I mean we serve independent restaurants so it's not like we've got like some big chain with a big contract and all these executives this is people like you that, you know, we would hang out with anyway and that we, you know, and uh, so we, but we didn't know what to do. I'm like, I don't like, we have to tell them like, yeah. people want to know, like, what do we like? We Like what's the, and we we wrote something the first day or two. I think we wrote an update or two and I was like, yeah, you can't write the way that yeah. you can look in a camera and like talk to people like that. Yeah. That's not, and uh, so, but I think we're lucky probably in a way that we we're so small that like, we don't have any, like, we don't have a PR team or anybody like, you know, the lawyers didn't want us to say a lot of stuff. And I was like, well, whatever, like, yeah, here, like, you, you got to tell your people, you know, it was, you know, so, well, thank you. I mean, it was a, it was quite a, um, <laughs> quite an experience. Uh, it, we're, we're now in like Fort Knox, like for security, it's like to the point, it's just like, we're, we're like a large bank. Yeah. People. Um, I bet. Which we never, we never would have gotten where we are now. Like there's no, I mean, we kept like, we were always took this very seriously. And we've always had like put in tons of measures for security. We never would have gotten where we are now ever for any reason had this not happened because it would have been like, yeah, but you know, like we're, we're here and, and, you know, now, and maybe we, you know, kind of eventually get here. Like every time we're making additional investments. And now we're like, 
up here. Yeah. But we, we had to do it just because like, this is not like, I, we, we can't live through that again. Y'all can't, we can't. No. Like, heck no. Not I just both. loved, I just thought to myself, like, wow, good way to start 2022 off, Bethany. <laughs> like, I'm like, this would be my life. Like I was, it, it became a joke with me and my husband because I'm like, my whole life is in there. Like, why have I never written anything down anywhere else? Like, and I'm old school. Like I have a planner, but I'm like, why would I, the last five years, it's does it for me. Like, why would I go two separate places? And then, you know, I had staff be like, Oh man, like our personal information is going to get leaked and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, don't worry. I'm, I'm so busy and lazy. The only thing that's in there is your name, phone number, and email. Like I don't put birthdays. I don't like, I skip, I do the bare minimum to like put a new employee in because it's like, I just need email numbers. So they get the text messages and they're like, Oh, thank God. You're so lazy. I'm like, well, it paid off. Like none of your guys' personal stuff was in there because I'm usually running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I'm like, you guys don't have to worry about that because that we're, we're good on that. Like you might get a weird email from someone, but like, they're, they're not going to have, you know, your birthday and address and like all the things. Um, so that became a joke because they were like, oh, your laziness finally paid off. And I'm like, see, you guys make fun well, of me because I take the shortcut, but it's a good you guys thing we've, out. we've never had like social security and stuff like that in there. But you know, the, the, the thing is, they didn't even, the data just sat, they didn't, they didn't care about the data. That's the sad thing is that that kind of data is so widely available now. It's, yeah. I mean, if you want it, like it's out there, it's on like yeah. that, that data. So to the, there's no money in it to them now for, for data, anything yeah. like that. That's not valuable. What's valuable is, is exactly, you know, they know that if they can lock you out, you know, they can extract a lot of money quickly. And that's what they did. I mean, literally like we were, you know, this happened New Year's day, 6am, you know, they, they locked us out and what it was like five days later, we're sending them a Bitcoin payment for, you know, a lot of money. Um, I mean, it's just, just like, in fact, we had like a, you have like a case file number. It's like email this address with this number, you know, like they're doing so many of these things, they don't even know. So it's just like, oh, it's that one. Okay. Oh yeah. It's you know, the eighth one we did this morning. Like- yeah. There's some that, um, this was a new, a, a newer group that the, um, they were telling us that, that like the FBI is telling us there's some of these organizations that are so big, like, you know, like when they hit like the colonial pipeline a couple of years ago, that was ransomware. Yeah. These are, there's big operations doing this stuff now. And there's some that are so big that they have a customer service number so that when you get hit, if you don't have somebody working with you, you can call the customer service number and they'll tell you how to set up a Bitcoin wallet and how to pay. No shit. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Like there's, it's like, how can they not track these people? Like it's, it's like, they can't go to IP address. Like how are these people like not being found? That, you know, when, especially the, the problem with the, the cryptocurrency is for all of its benefits is that you can't really trace it. So that's the problem. Like they don't have the transactional risk now that like before, if you would send wires or whatever, like there's a way to eventually trace it, but this stuff is pretty that's much insane. untraceable. So, and they're, you know, they're, they're overseas, probably they got governments over there. You got like, 
you know, North Korea is funding their nuclear program with this. The, the, the KGB is getting a lot of their funding through this kind of stuff. So there's like foreign governments that are just, they're welcoming this because there's, I mean, there's billions of dollars being transferred out of U.S. businesses. I bet. These things. And uh, it ain't, it didn't slow it down. It's, it's just, it's picking up. I mean, we had. It's just a- crazy. Cause like, why would they pick you guys? It's not like you guys are Instagram or Facebook. Like you're literally uh-huh. like a family run business that, you know, you guys are just doing your thing. Like, I know. I, I, I for the life of me, I, I can't figure that out. I, I don't know how they, how or why we're small. I mean, like we're small, you know, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, for us, it's a big, beautiful, awesome business. And we have thousands of restaurants, but we're small. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, in fact, we asked them, you know, we're like, well, could you tell us how you got in? And they were like, yeah, sure. If you want to pay more money. And we're like, all right, you know what? No. Here's a middle <laughs> finger. And uh, so, wow, you know, it does. Cause it doesn't really matter now the environment we're in now, like we can shut off. Like we've got almost every country over there. Uh, you, we have this new um, system where we can block a country of, of origin. So like, they don't even know, like if you're in most like Eastern European countries, China, North Korea, Russia, you don't even know we exist now. Like you can't even find schedule fly on the internet anymore. So we can block it. So we're doing all That's this. That's good. Thing. Anyway. Well, look, Bethany, it's so nice to meet. Oh, by the way, have, if your hats and socks haven't shown up yet, they, um, they, will, they might just- have, my daughter got me sick last week. We did not have COVID. I was hoping we did so we could get it over with. Yeah. Um, unfortunately we just had head colds, but um, I went Sunday for the first time and grabbed invoices and left. So I'll be there tomorrow. Okay. And I saw a stack of boxes, but I was like, I have to get out before the Super Bowl because then I'll get trapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm By like, way, congrats to the Rams. That was a, what a great game. What a great win. I, that, that was, was awesome. it was very exciting to have, to have them win. I just, I wish their uh, fans would have shown up during the season. And not just for <laughs> Sunday's game. I, Rams people are weird like that. Like they kind of just come out of the woodworks. And I mean, everyone had like a new shirt on and I mean, I'm all for it. Everyone had a great time, but when I ran in there, it was right when all the servers were coming in and I'm like, if I stay like, cause I haven't been here for a week, like I'm just going to get bombarded. So I told my GM, I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to grab the invoices and then I'm going to sneak out the back door. Cause like, I didn't know if I had COVID yet. I was pretty sure I didn't, but I was like, I can't take the staff down. So I escaped, but I think that they are there. Um, and we'll get some pictures for you and send them over. That's awesome. And let's get your, um, if your GM wants to be on, I'd love to have your GM. Yeah. He said he would love to do it. So I'll send you his, uh, Instagram handle and you guys can chat. His name is Dave. Um, and he's been in the industry God for like 30 years now. Oh, East awesome. coast, West coast. Like he's done it all. I'd love so. to hear his story. This is so it's, it's, uh, we love doing this. Love hearing people's stories. Love yeah. just learning. And, and, um, well, thank you very much for the time today. I really appreciate well, it. Thank and, you. Uh, good luck to, uh, good luck to y'all. I hope that this thank you. ease these restrictions soon and get everybody back to just, we'll see <laughs> normal life once again. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. All right. See you, Beth. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Have a good afternoon. You too.